presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome into the show today. Excited about today's show for a number of reasons. Number one, we've got the director of athletics at Ole Miss, Keith Carter, stops by and gives us a a number of updates. I think you'll enjoy them, uh, from facilities to finances to different sports updates and uh, some really interesting information about the end zones for the LSU game uh, coming up at the next home game, October the 30, uh, 23rd. Here at uh, 2.30 on campus, uh, CBS has got that telecast. So uh, the Rebels, a big game coming up uh, against the Tennessee Volunteers on Saturday. That's October the 16th, 6.30 on the SEC Network. Be sure and tune in and uh, watch the call if you're not going or listen on the Ole Miss Radio Network if you're on the road or if you're at home. Uh, but, of course, uh, Jordan Rogers, along with Cole Kublik and Tom Hart will have the call on the SEC Network. Excited about uh, the show as we're continuing to grow. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss and also uh, Believe Podcast on Twitter. I'm, of course, your host, Brad Logan. Be sure and give me a follow at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E, and that's where we'll tweet out information about the show and all things Ole Miss. Uh, without further ado, we're excited about our guest today, Keith Carter, uh, former director of the Ole Miss Foundation, now the director of athletics. has done a phenomenal job hiring of Lane Kiffin and overseeing an athletic department, as, as you'll hear from Keith uh, talking, very successful and, and did a great job in regards to finances throughout the pandemic and uh, some really interesting things coming from a facility standpoint for both the Manning Center and also Vault hemingway Stadium. We'll have that interview for you right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network, right after this. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. 
Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Experience the highest levels of the sport, and it has shaped him into the leader that he is today. He has a passion for student athletes and wants to help mold them as men and prepare them for life after football. Once I sat down with Coach Kiffin, I immediately realized that we had a shared vision for Ole Miss football. I was very impressed with his knowledge of Ole Miss and his interest in our job. We talked about Rebel football having an opportunity to compete at the highest level and win championships. Yep, thank you, thank you. And finally, we talked about locking arms together and building a consistent winner that can sustain long-term success. So with that, I couldn't be more excited to introduce our newest Rebel, your new head football coach, Lane Kiffin. by the Director of Athletics, Keith Carter, for the State of the University of Mississippi Address, the Midseason Forum. Uh, excited to have you in, Keith. Thank you very much for joining us today. We're greatly appreciated. Absolutely, Brian. Hope you're doing well. Man, I'm doing well. Uh, kind of piggybacking off, uh, before the big game against Arkansas, uh, you talked just a little bit about how excited you were about people kind of filling the stands. Obviously, they saw a really good game. The Rebels came out on top. But you had to be proud about all the Ole Miss fans that, that, that heeded the call of the Ole Miss administration and showed up on Saturday. Yeah, I thought the crowd was great. You know, student section was great. Um, you know, still had a few few empty spots in that in that corner uh, where the visitors go. But uh, I thought the crowd was was electric. Uh, helped us out in, in key situations in the game. And you know, I think it's something that we can build on. You know, we've got a huge game with LSU coming up, our next home game, and, and there's still tickets available for that one. So. Um, you know, we, we've got one of the one of the best quarterbacks in the country, one of the best offenses in the country. You know, Coach Kiffin brings excitement and energy, and uh, you know, Ole Miss football is is on the uptick. So pe- people need to continue to get out and support, and hopefully, we can have a, a full sellout for that LSU game here in a couple weeks. Yeah, we were grateful you joined us on the WJTV Sports Zone, and I thought an interesting question was posed to you. I know you from Prairieville, Arkansas. You've got a lot of Arkansas connections. How did the how did the conversations go at the conclusion of the game of the big win for Ole Miss? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been so long since I've lived in Arkansas, and obviously I still have my family is there and a bunch of buddies are there. But, uh, you know, the, the rivalry has kind of died down a little bit, you know, since, since the college days. But uh, it was good to, to, you know, text with a few guys and, and, and talk a little bit of trash and, and, you know, have the bragging rights for 365 days. But – you know, that game could have gone either way. I mean, two great teams battling out there and, you know, really literally comes down to one play at the end and our guys step up and make a great stop. But, uh, you know, kudos to, to Coach Pittman and his team and, and, and their program. You know, they're, they're on the, the uptick as well. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate to come out of that one with a win. But, uh, you know, it feels great to beat Arkansas and, and we'll move on to Tennessee next. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Keith. Uh, if you and Hunter Urechek, the director of athletics at Arkansas, decided to put a trophy 
or a rivalry a trophy on this game. I think a lot of people would probably agree with you. This series has been insane over the last 15 years. Uh, Arkansas kind of getting the better of Ole Miss, but the Rebels coming out, of course, on top on Saturday, which leads into my next question. The Rebels now 4-1 uh, and one in the year. Uh, a big game against Tennessee on the road. You talked about coming back home to face the LSU Tigers. CBS has announced they're picking that game up. It's on 2.30. A couple of things I've noticed that you and the marketing crew have done a great job in. There's been a lot of emphasis about getting people back in the stadium, a party outside the pavilion. The Grove has really grown uh, since we've been through the pandemic, and there's been a lot of, a lot of crowds that have come back. What are some challenges, uh, obviously, that you're having to face? And what are some, some ways that you guys are overcoming those to get pe- people back in the stadium? Yeah, you know, I think even pre-pandemic, Brad, you know, we were we were starting to see some of the signs of, of people, you know, maybe not buying as many season tickets. And, uh, you know, with every game on TV now, which is a great thing for us financially with the, with the SEC, and, and they've negotiated just, you know, fantastic TV contracts for us. But, you know, that does, that does cause other issues, kind of unintended consequences of, of every game being on TV is that people can stay away from time to time or watch it from home or, you know, do whatever. So uh, we realize that, that we've got to continue to be creative. We've got to do cool things in venue. Uh, you know, we, we partner with Rebel XP, um, which is helping us with some of our hospitality kind of outside the venue, inside the venue, uh, which has been great. You know, some of the things that Paris Buchanan and his marketing team are doing, you know, with our game script, uh, you know, think have been good. So we'll continue to do that. And, you know, you think about, you know, every game is unique and, you know, you only get that opportunity to go to that game. And, you know, we were just talking here just a little while ago about the upcoming game against LSU, you know, obviously a huge game. We're going to be ranked in the top 20, you know, LSU, a great rivalry from, you know, historically. But when you look at the fact that we're going to retire Eli Manning's Jersey, I mean, that only happens, you know, very few times. This will be the third Jersey that's retired in the history of Ole Miss football. So, you know, things like that happen in venue, and you just don't get to see all that or hear all that, uh, you know, if you're watching from home. So we'll continue to try to be creative and proactive, but, you know, we'll continue to, to ask our folks to step up and, and come join us in the stadium. The branding and marketing aspect is a big deal to you and I know into your staff. I know earlier last week you, you tweeted out a picture of the end zone and, and the, the Navy Blue end zones came back, and that was a big hit for Ole Miss fans. Director of Athletics Danny White, uh, pretty much heated the call from his online fans and their checkerboarding uh, Neyland Stadium. It, it appears that with Lane Kiffin and how active he is on social media and how active your uh, crew is active on social media, how important is that in regards to aspect of relationship to getting feedback from fans and answering the fans' call? I think it's very important, you know, and I, I, I'm I'm very active on social media. I, I've, I've kind of made a, a policy, a self-made policy that I don't really respond a whole lot, uh, but I certainly do read, you know, what, what people send to me and, you know, try to keep up with, you know, what people are thinking and just kind of keep my, my finger on the pulse of, of the fan base, you know, through social media. And, you know, as you mentioned, Lane, very active and, you know, our, our, our marketing and social media folks here within the department are, are super creative and, you know, always bringing creative ideas to me. So I think it's important. Um, you know, I think we, as we look at, you know, what we see and what we hear, we, we, we can't do everything. You know, there's some things that we just have to kind of keep the same and, and because of whatever reason, but if there are things that we can change and things that we feel like, you know, make the fans happy, uh, we certainly want to do that. The end zones is a, is a great example of that. And we actually have a very, very cool and unique, uh, uh, situation with the end zones for the LSU game that I think is going to be really, really well received. I uh, can't tell you much more than that, but it's going to be really neat. Um, so we're, we're always trying to, to think like that and listen to the fans. 
fans. And, um, you know, if we're asking them to come and, and, and enjoy the game in venue, then we want to make sure that they were listening to, you know, what they want and, and what they like. Earlier this season, Lane Kiffin was very adamant uh, about the vaccine for his players, and he came out. And, in fact, the university uh, was one of the first, if not the first, college football program that was 100% vaccinated. At that point, Lane Kiffin, the program, you see it on CNBC, you see it on NBC, it's on CNN. Uh, Suffice to say, Lane Kiffin and his brand, so to speak, was able to get publicity, Keith, that, man, you just couldn't hardly buy. I mean, when you picked up Lane Kiffin from the airport or you went to get him in Florida, did you have any idea that he would be such a positive influence on the university? Well, you know, I think that that was, that was part of the goal uh, as we hired a new coach was to bring someone in that would bring kind of that instant energy, uh, galvanize the fan base, give us, you know, give us some, some uh, notoriety and, and relevancy nationally. Uh, which he did with the hire. You know, I think we, we immediately kind of got that pop and sizzle at the beginning. But I think what he's been able to do, you know, really over the past couple of years since he's been here has just been phenomenal. I mean, I think you, you nailed it. I mean, I don't think you could put enough money in a marketing budget to, to get what we've gotten over the past two years. And, you know, who would have thought that, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin and, and Ole Miss football would be, you know, a headline article in the Wall Street Journal. You know, I don't think that I don't think those are the type of things we ever envisioned, but but certainly very, very positive and uh, you know, Lane's just been fantastic with with the marketing of his program, and you know, as we know, football football is the program that that kind of kind of guides the ship in athletics, and so it's not only been good for the football program, but you know, all of our programs have benefited from from that recognition. So, you know, we're excited about it, and then you know, you, you top that off by being being a pretty darn good football team. You know, that that's pretty that's pretty good too. So, you know, it's been fun to to watch our guys compete, and you know, when you put that total package together of of having the product on the field. Uh, that's fun to watch, and then a coach that's you know as marketable as he is, uh, you know it's a pretty cool thing. I know you were very adamant that uh, the university did a great job sustaining itself through the pandemic financially. Uh, are you seeing, from a giving standpoint, from a foundation standpoint, that starting to kind of turn and going a little bit more to the better, so you can kind of do some things uh, f- from a university standpoint going forward with either facilities and that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, to be honest, Brad, I mean, our, our folks continued to step up even throughout the pandemic. You know, it was one of those deals where we had so many people come to us and say, hey, we, we know this is a hard time and we want to give when times are hard. You know, we want to help when, when things are going going kind of the wrong way. And so uh, very generous Ole Miss fans and donors, as they've always been. Uh, you know, I've been involved in development here for you know, 11, 12 years and always amazed by what our what our donors do for Ole Miss. And it's uh, they continue to step up. Um, you know, we are feeling a lot better financially now, uh, now that we can sell the stadium out and, uh, you know, get back to full revenues and, and those type of things. But, um, you know, now it's time to, to launch a campaign. And I know you've heard about, you know, some of the things that we're, we're going to start to, you know, look to do in, in January with the launch of the, the Champions Now campaign. So we're excited about that. And uh, a lot of quiet phase things going on right now, planning with architects and master planning companies and and those type of things, and, and a lot of you know very positive conversations with donors about you know how we how we need to move forward, and you know with, with the likes of Texas and Oklahoma, and you know where we're going with with the SEC and, and conference realignment, and where the NCAA could be in the next few years. You know it's super important that Ole Miss remains relevant, and that we're you know building great facilities, keeping great coaches, recruiting the best student athletes, and winning championships. So 
so we can continue to be in that upper echelon of, of college athletics. Absolutely, and that leads into my next question. The, the, the two areas that a lot of fans are looking at, number one is the Manning Center is going to get a bit of a facelift, and secondly, there are portions of Vaught Hemingway Stadium I know that have been areas of concern. Are those two areas that you've kind of looked at with your staff? Absolutely. So the, the first project that will actually get started in January, we're, we're kind of toward the final stages of, of the design for, for the, the renovations uh, is the Manning Center. And so uh, we're excited about that. It's going to be about a $40 million renovation, new weight room, new locker room. Uh, we'll reconfigure some of the components of the building, uh, just a general facelift to, to graphics and, you know, a lot of different things in there that you know, the, the bones of that building are great, uh, but it, but it does need a facelift. It does need some things, you know, to be renovated. Uh, and then there'll be, you know, six, seven or eight, you know, projects along the way, softball, soccer, uh, do some things over in baseball, our academic center, second phase of our, our golf, uh, golf project, which will be very exciting. Um, and then kind of the final piece of it is a, a, a total renovation to the West side of the football stadium, which we're, we're really excited about, you know, it's going to, it's going to come with a, a pretty pretty big price tag, but it's something that's needed. Um, we're probably going to bring it all the way down to the slab and, and build back up and with you know newly renovated uh, suites and premium areas, concourses that you know fit what we need. Uh, you know, I think one of the problems we're having right now in in, in Vaught Hemingway, you know, certainly the staffing issue is a huge piece of it, but there's just a lot of congestion. You know, you can't really you can't really move around freely and navigate the concourses very easily. And so we want to make sure that, you know, that's a big component of, of, of what we have in our new West side as well. But uh, some some big projects coming, some very aggressive, uh, you know, thought process coming our way. But uh, we're excited about it and look forward to, to rolling that out officially in January. Have you officially or kind of got a ballpark figure of a timetable on the West side of Vault Hemingway? Yeah, the hope is that we could start it after the 23 season and be totally finished for the 26 season. And so you're saying, well, what, what about the 24 and 25 seasons? Um, you know, our hope is that we can demolish it and build it about halfway back again for the 24 season and mm-hmm. accommodate folks that way and then finish it. Hopefully, you know, getting close to finished in the off season between 24 and 25, but it may not be totally finished by the 25 season. The hopes that, you know, totally finished, you know, groundbreaking, all those things, uh, a ribbon cutting, I, I should say, you know, for the 26 season. So five years from now, we're hoping that we will be in a brand new West Side that is state of the art and you know makes us all very proud as as Ole Miss fans. And I'm making an assumption here, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Is the reason you're waiting is because of the launch of the Champions uh, Initiative for financing to help pay for this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, and and it's going to take a while, Brad. You know, to you know, this is this is going to be probably at least it's two hundred and fifty million dollar project, and so it takes a while to to design that. I mean, we we've been working on that with with our uh, master planning company, and we've brought on another third party that's kind of a an owner's rep, a project manager, if you will, to help us with that. But we we haven't hired an architect yet to to start that design. Uh, but it's going to take you know probably twelve to eighteen months to design it. And then that's why we need that timetable to start after the 23 season for the design and then obviously to, to raise money and, and figure out the financing piece. Visiting with Keith Carter, Director of Athletics at Ole Miss, and our State of the University address, the midseason form. Uh, and uh, Keith, you know, we had a chance to visit with Coach Kermit Davis 
uh, with WJTV. And also, I had a chance to visit with him personally. He really likes his basketball team. And, you know, I personally told him that, um, you know, I've got a lot of family members that are very grateful he took this job because he had a little maroon blood in him. But he is all red and blue right now. I know you're excited about what he's doing from, from a program standpoint uh, with the facility that the Pavilion and, and Ole Miss plays in. Uh, it should be a lot of fun this year in a basketball court. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually going out to watch them practice tomorrow afternoon and uh, can't wait to get over there and, and check them out. But, uh, you know, when you talk to Kermit or, or any of the staff, you know, they're, they're, they've are they're got a real kind of quiet confidence about this group. Uh, I think they feel really good about the returners. Uh, and then you add, you know, six or seven guys as well that, that they feel really good about. So, um, you know, I think they have a lot of the pieces to be really good and um, you know, what I'm excited about, Brad, is this is this is really the first year, you know, in year four where you get Kermit with all of his guys. You know, mm-hmm. you've got you've got finally a, you know recruiting classes that have all kind of come together that are the ones that, you know, Kermit has recruited. And, and this this assembly of talent is, you know, they're his guys. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of the style Kermit likes to play this year. You know, I think last year. Um, you know, last year wasn't the greatest year, but I thought Kermit did a pretty darn good job of coaching last mm-hmm. year because, you know, he felt he, he realized we're not going to be able to go and score 90 points a game and, and win games, which was what he would like to do. You know, a typical Kermit style, they want to go and be aggressive and, and, you know, with that half court press, keep things rolling and, and score a lot of points. But last year he realized we, we've got to keep this thing down in the 50s and 60s if we want to have a way to win at the end. And, uh, you know, not a lot of fun to watch all the time, but. You know, I think that that was that was what he needed to do with that team to try to win games. So I was impressed with that. Uh, and then, you know, on, on the women's side, Brad, we I think the women are going to be really good as well. Right. You know, they've got almost everybody back from last year on a team that you know finished second in the NIT, and uh, Coach Yo is really excited about her team. So uh, I think the the pavilion is going to be rocking both on the men's and women's side this year, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask you uh, before you said that that Coach Yo actually pulled me aside at the pregame and she had a couple players that she said brad you better come watch us play we're going to be good and uh, she's recruited really really well and i'm so excited about number one her enthusiasm but her love of the women's game and uh you can just you can just feel the the positivity ooze from her when you talk to her and she's such a good person as people you like to see win before we let you go today i would like to ask you a lot of former players have come back to the university and a lot of former players, whether it be Deuce McAllister in the booth for the SEC Network, Eli Manning on the, the Manning telecast on ESPN2, you see the Ole Miss brand just come from these players, and you can tell how much they've enjoyed it. And I, and I just heard an interview just the other day of uh, Dexter McCluster was in, uh, inducted into the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame, and all he could do, Keith, was talk about how much he loved Ole Miss. That has to make you proud. It, it does. And, you know, as a former student athlete and, you know, I was here in school when Deuce was here and, and, and Eli came just after me, as did Dexter. But, you know, it, it does. It makes you feel so good because it, it makes you feel like, hey, we're doing something right here at Ole Miss. You know, we're, we're doing something right. And, you know, Oxford and Ole Miss is just, you know, they're just such special places. And um, when you hear it from from I think what's what's cool to hear is when when players leave Oxford and get away from Oxford and Ole Miss for a while, then all of a sudden you really start to hear how much they love their experience because they, they realize, hey, I'm, wherever I am, it's not Oxford. It's not Ole Miss. <laughs> and so, you know, I think that's that's so cool. And, you know, that's what we strive for every single day here in Ole Miss Athletics is we want to make sure that our current student athletes, you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, uh, you know, one, they've got a great education. They're being successful. They're doing all the right things there. 
but they look back on their times in Oxford, you know, very favorably and, and that they've had a great time and uh, continue to grow the brand. And, you know, that helps us not only in athletics recruiting, but, but, you know, with, with enrollment at Ole Miss and, and all those things. So um, it's fun. And, and um, you know, we, we have this, this little secret down here in Oxford, Mississippi that, you know, we just want to continue to tell people about when we get them on campus, they fall in love with it. Um, but it's a really cool place to be right now. And, uh, as we mentioned before, with some of the things we're doing in football, with the national kind of reach that we're having, um, it's really neat to, to see where, where Ole Miss and, and where, you know, Oxford and, and Ole Miss athletics can go. Yeah. And real quick, before we let you go, I have one more quick thing. Uh, a lot of success with Olympic sports. You know, soccer and volleyball have been, have been have been hot here lately, and I know you're excited about some things going on in that avenue with the, some of our Olympic sports. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, last year, Brad, we finished number 22 in the Directors' Cup through Learfield, which was the highest ranking we've ever had in Ole Miss athletics. The highest before that was number 38. So that speaks to the depth of, of our sports here in the in the athletic department. A lot of teams making the postseason. A lot of teams making deep, you know, postseason runs. Uh, you know, the soccer team last year goes to the Sweet 16 and returns everybody this year and, and, you know, having a great season. The volleyball, you know, starts off 12-0 and 0 and now sitting there at 12-4. Um, you know, they're doing great. Cross country's doing great. Men's and women's tennis, you know, all the golfs. So it, it's just a lot of fun to see across the board, you know, the momentum in Ole Miss athletics right now. And, you know, our hope is that we can finish higher than 22 this year. That's the goal. And uh, so far we're off to a great start. Keith Carter, Director of Athletics, kind enough to join us here today on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Keith, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, Brad. Have a good day. podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on twitter at brad logan c-o-t-e and at believe podcasts as well as facebook brad logan media from the vault to the pavilion to swayze field it's all ole miss all the time this has been the believe in ole miss podcast a presentation of the believe podcast network 